here, guys. We got something a little unique today. Not unique if you've been around here for a long time, but as many of you guys know, Jim and Alma have a ministry that they've been doing for over 20 years now. 24 years to El Salvador. Um, as you guys know, you can tell Jim looks like he's from El Salvador, so that's the connection there. Um, but anyway, and they just recently got back from a trip, and uh, which was always good, and, and some of us have been down there before, but they're going to talk a little bit about their ministry, what they do, all of the good stuff that's gone on. Lord's really been incredibly faithful to them. So come on up, guys. I'm going to turn it over to you. I got microphones for both of y'all, so you don't have to fight over them. There I you surrender. Go. <laughs> He's the boss. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I know that uh, a lot of you know. Uh, Good morning. <laughs> a lot of you know about you know the ministry that we've had, and, and we've you know been in this church pretty much ever since we've been there. And, uh, some of you are somewhat new to the church, not really new to the church, but we've not really ever talked about it too much since uh, we became members of the church. So we're just going to kind of go back through and share a little bit how it all started and, you know, what's happened over the years. Uh, there's been a lot of you in the church here that's gone on mission trips down there. Uh, hopefully, in the future, there'll be a lot more of you going mission trips with us down there. Money on food. It gets very expensive. Which we found a really nice place. <laughs> it's above our dreams. So I just... Just be praying about it that things, things can work out. That's right. Nothing's impossible with God because we've seen this for the past 24 years, how nothing's impossible with God. Yes, yes, and we will give God the glory. Um, first, I'm going to start a little bit of our history. Um, Jim and I, God knew who he put you together, right? <laughs> and we fight. You know, you... You fight and you meet halfway there and you battle. Things come against you. The enemy tried to destroy families. Um, but God knew what I was needing and what he was needing. And he, believe me, he knows the best. Because my dad wanted to marry me. When I said, Dad, I'm going to get married. And he said, you come home right now. <laughs> so nothing and no one was good for me you know he always just yeah and he didn't know him and then he said well what does your foster family said and I said oh they like him they known him oh no they did not like him <laughs> <laughs> and he can tell you why <laughs> he's a good guy he's a good guy so when you you know just because of my background, the brokenness from being from home to home, pretty much my uncle said we were left orphans because he was still a, a little kid when, a young teenager when my grandma died. And I believe that God has been in my life, in all of us lives, you know. But I have sinned and I have fallen short of God's glory. He said, we all have sinned. So, you know, God uses the, the, silliest, the silliest thing in the world to confound the wise. 
And I used to say, who am I? What can I do? I don't have the money. A little girl that been so broken and mistreated and everything, but we're not going to get into that. That's another story. So you got to walk with the spiritual eyes when you go to places like that. Even here, uh, we didn't know what we was going to encounter after five years. We haven't been back since 2019 because we chosen not to get vaccinated. In El Salvador, you have to present the card that you have been vaccinated. We chose not to. No one pushes us. It was no one's ideas but our idea. So when I say walking with the spiritual eyes, I'm walking on the boardwalk after this trip was for my dad. I needed to get things out and ask for my blessings and ask for, first ask for forgiveness. And either I sinned or not against my dad, I needed to ask him for forgiveness. I needed his blessings. But after seeing my dad, I am, <clears throat> we're walking on the boardwalk, and I was drawn by this lady. But in order for my family to stop, I would say, oh, I like those purses. Well, if you see my closet, I got one too many. Which, uh, as we was walking along there, and I seen this little old lady sitting along the boardwalk there trying to sell purses, uh, didn't have any shoes or anything on. I was sitting there telling myself, my wife's going to stop and give her money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway. So I approached her and I said, um, have you sold any? And she said, no. You know, I wasn't drawn to the purse. I just saw a lady in need and to uplift her. And I was not going to ask for, I was going to say the word, but I won't offend anybody. I didn't ask for less money. So I, um, I said, oh, I love your purses. And she went on telling me, and I noticed that she didn't have no shoes. And she was a native, probably my height, probably my height. And I look at her, and she said, yeah, I've been here all day, and I haven't sold, and I haven't, I don't have money for lunch. And I said, well, I really like this person, because I didn't want her to feel that she was receiving a, what, how, what would you say? A, uh, a handout. A handout, yes. Limosna in Spanish. So start preparing your Spanish if you want to go. So anyway, uh, I said, how much you want for this? And she said, $25. I didn't ask for less. I said, here is your $25. And she said, oh, thank you. And she just keep bowing, you know. And, I, and when she told me that she hasn't had lunch, I started looking for, for $5 for lunch. And I think my husband pulled out his billfold right or did yeah and he gave me five dollars and i said i would like to invite you to lunch but i'm already had it so here it is i said go and have lunch and i had a blessing as i walked away she was blessing me not just me but my children she she was putting blessings upon me i was just sensitive to the holy ghost what you have to add to that <laughs> 
I mean, I there was no doubt in my mind when we walked up there. That he knew something he knew. was going to happen. It had to. Yeah, yeah. But you know, whenever whenever you're in walking and praying and believing, God always presents opportunities. I mean, He always presents opportunities. You know, uh, we did not do a lot of ministry this time while we was down there. But yet God always presented opportunities to share with somebody, to uh, give somebody something that they was in need of or whatever. But, you know, you just have to, you ha whenever you go to those places, you just, you walk with spiritual eyes because God's always got something he wants to show you. God's always got something he wants to do. God's always got somebody mm -hmm. that he's trying to reach. Yes. You know, uh. And the, the churches down there, like the churches in the U.S., have taken a major hit since COVID. Yes. Because they was absolutely banned from going to church down there during COVID. They would actually bring them and throw them in jail if they tried to go to church during COVID. And you went there. out by names. Just your name and start with a, a last name on A. You, they will tell you when you can go to the market, when can you can go to get your medicine. If your name started with B, then it's your second turn three days later and so on. And so uh, the churches have depleted some since the last time we were there. There's not as many people. People get out of the habit of doing things. People get out of the habit of, of getting a touch from God. Uh, then they, they fall away, unfortunately. Yeah, and it very happens. Little, uh, very little attendance. So there's a lot of work to do down there again. Uh, but, yeah. but God's good and, and God knows what needs to be done. Um, as I was telling you, um, you know, this, I will give you a little bit of my testimony somehow on how do you search for God? I needed God every day. I needed Him always. And my dad even questioned my sanity because he said he found a lot of crosses. When they knew that I was not going to go back, they emptied the room and he found a lot of little crosses that we, I, we, when Palm Sunday came, I won't throw, I didn't throw away the palm tr uh, branches. I will weave them into little crosses and put them between my mattress so the enemy would not come near me. <laughs> That's how my thinking but as I grew, like I said, I needed God all the time. And he comes against you, not just against you as a person, but against, you know, your family, your children. And he was throwing things one way or another, just really attacking us. Um, you know, I have a book written about my family. And a lot of you know that they came here with political asylum. And the, my stepfather was the Surgeon General, and he said, he says after, after sending my, because my mom was, um, was trying to kidnap her. Somehow she got away with my little brother, probably. I don't know the whole story, but it's in here. And Heather took her vehicle away, but they got away. So anyway, it says, as it happened in 1978, my stepdaughter, Alma, had gone to Dix, a very small town in western Nebraska as a student. 
after school, having fallen in love with a young man from that area, <laughs> that's him, she remained in Nebraska. So in 1982, it was arranged that the rest of my family will leave New York and join Alma in Dix, Nebraska. Thank goodness we came to a small town. But everybody in the neighboring towns gathered around my family and helped them. I think my little brother was six, up to 14, 16 years old, three sisters, half-sister. I'm the only one from my mom and my dad. Um, I cry out to God. I was in the laundry room praying on top of the piles of dirty clothes. And not a very honorable place. Satan comes in and attacks me, so be prepared. Don't fear him. And I couldn't see the words. I could not read my Bible. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. Janet took me to, um, we were down South Missouri, and I saw this, this store, and, and I saw Bibles for sale, and I saw this big print, giant print where I could open the Bible and read it, and it still was cunning. How do you so say, cussing? But I read it, and I pray over it, and I kiss the word of God, and I said, I want to walk. And your presence always, don't leave me, don't abandon me. That's how you fall in love with God. When you hunger for him, you go after him, and be, pre be prepared, seek his kingdom and all his righteousness, and he's going to add it. He's going to add I had fear going back to my country because of what had happened. Fearful, fearful. As you will see, we grew up military style. Shoes got to be clean. If they were not clean, you clean them with your <laughs> before the teacher, before you get in trouble with the teachers. Your skirt better be four fingers below your knee. Your hair better be free of lice. <laughs> <laughs> and I had them at one time. Uh, so just things like that. So when you look after God, he's going to prepare you, and he's going to tell you when to go. And you go. And I, I was fearful, like I said, okay, I said, if I die, if I perish, I perish. Later on, I find out that, you know, Esther, the same thing, if I perish, I perish. And... Um, you can add to that. <laughs> My mind just, I had a senior moment there for a while. <laughs> well, whenever we got married, neither one of us was Christian, of course. No. But, but God, I believe, put us together, and he had plans in both of our lives. Uh, you know, I was, uh, she had all kinds of problems from her upbringing and stuff like that. I had all kinds of problems from my alcohol and stuff like that. You know, and, and miraculously, God took us both out of, where we was at uh you know october 13th 1981 i had a visitation from god and and you know from that day forward i've never in my life had another drink from that day forward and i and know that i never will have to and believe me god answers your prayers no matter their catholic prayers he looks at your heart he looked at my heart I was like that woman that was begging for the crumbs, I mean, or the, or the one that went to the judge for a long, long time, 
I think I spent probably nine months on my knees crying out to God because I said, where are you? Who are you? How come all these things happened to me? Put out my right. I'm in the bathroom as soon as they left for the school and Jim got drinks coffee with Paul. I don't know where Paul is right there. And Paul and Stan and all of them. I was home alone and locked myself in the bathroom, turned every fence so nobody will hear me that I'm crying out to God. And he started talking to you if you just are silent and staying on the word of God. Did we have some pictures, Pastor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. going we're gonna to show a few pictures from when the ministry first started, uh, kind of explain a few things as we go along. Uh, What's this? Uh, oh, the St. Joe paper, they came out. I and it know. says Mission Possible. Yeah, uh, shortly after we got started going down to El Salvador and doing missions, they come out, did a little article in the paper for us. Go ahead and. Uh, which, uh, start with, we did all street ministry. We did not have a church that was affiliated with down there or anything. We so didn't know actually, anybody. Actually, outside of her dad's. Uh, house there the courtyard is where we did our ministry and we did it out in the streets this is the very first time we went down there the young gentleman in the back there his name is miguelito uh his dad he, was my teacher his and her dad was her art teacher and he's now a doctor in el salvador yeah he is uh but uh you know this is this is the very first time we i don't even have glasses on yet then yeah got a little bit of hair up here too and, I, and you can see me <laughs> in between these two ladies right there, one with the ponytail, we, great uh, ponytail. Of course, they was, they was short on a lot of supplies down there because of the earthquakes. See, whenever we did all this stuff, they had two major earthquakes within a month of each other. One of them was a 7.7, one of them was a 6.6, and then they had like 2,000 aftershocks or something 10, like that. 10,000 aftershocks. They and say. so we went down there, and we bought... Uh, tons of food and stuff like that and, and bagged them up and delivered them to the people we felt that was in the most need. Uh, we held things at her dad's. Actually, it started in January and my, we, we, I didn't want to go. Believe me, I didn't want to go because of everything I heard from my mom. So we sent the money and we asked my dad if he will feed the people because they didn't have food, cotton balls, you, you mean uh, stomach medicine for the stomach, upper respiratory. God was good providing all that kind of medicine. So and we so sent anyway, it to the, them. The, of course, she had already been down there and, and before all this, she had already been down there and done all the footwork ahead of time and got everything lined up and stuff like that while I stayed home where it was safe and warm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so what we did is we, we started doing street ministry. Uh, we uh, ministered out in the streets and stuff. We had a lot of people show up. At the end, you know, we, we uh, told people to come up for prayer. Uh, nobody came up, and finally we had, uh, had a young lady come up and prayed for her, and God did a miracle, and next thing you know, we're standing in the street for two and a half hours praying for people, mm -hmm. and... Uh, uh, and we yeah. did that every time, everywhere, every corner we went. And then we had people coming over at 11 at night, pounding on the door that they needed prayers. So but I don't know what the next, the next, that, okay. Uh, Young people, if you want to go, this is one of your ministries. 
you need to do something for the children. They right love there, right there in the middle. You'll see a guy with a blue shirt on. His That's Chris Davis. Chris. He come from up at Bedford, Iowa, or no, no, uh, a new, new market. market, Iowa, and he He's does did balloon animals and stuff like that. I think Connie and Charles was down there that time too, wasn't you? Yeah. And uh, he did balloon animal stuff. I mean, you start doing something on the streets, the kids just swarm you like bees. Yeah, we try to reach any school, you know, and he will do all kinds. And then he trained my cousin, the one that is a doctor, and they were doing several doing little balloon animals and giving them the salvation. Go ahead and go one more. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Chris. That's Connie and Charles and... Uh, the gentleman, jo John, John Davis, Davis, is standing in the back there, which, when he went, when he went down there with us, He's a he Catholic. thought he wanted to go on a mission trip with us, which he thought he was a Christian. Once we got down there, he found out he wasn't a Christian. He became a Christian while he was down there. On the first I, sermon, he accepted Christ. Tr uh, Charles sat in his room for a whole day with him, I think, ministering to him yeah, because he, he couldn't do nothing but sit in his room and cry. Because uh, God had touched him so much. But, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities like this while we was down there. You know, like the, the very first time I went to a church and ministered, uh, her dad was there, and, and he came forward and accepted Christ. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, her grandmother, yes, we via, to via her aunt, yeah, <laughs> uh, we were sitting there talking one day, and her grandmother was, Scared if she dies, she wasn't going to go to heaven. So I had an opportunity to minister to her. So it's it's just been a, uh, a you know, God always moment. gives opportunities. We put water. The kids had to bring their jugs with water, full with water because there was no running water. So you see those tanks in the back. There we put two of them, and then there comes the truck and fill up those tanks, and the water is recycled for for um, flushing the stool, washing their hands, and all that. Hmm. Okay. Right there is the tanks. Yeah, the water tanks. And that's, yeah. a, that's a school that's out in the country down there yeah, that we put them in. About uh, five miles. And right, I think you can go ahead, and I think that same school, uh, of course, we... Well, as we walk, <laughs> we had bags of us, like big trash bags with toys, and we see children, we will give, we hand out toys to them. We do it a little scared sometimes, which I would too. We'd be going down the road and they'd see me in the car and they'd start hollering, gringo, gringo. <laughs> we'd stop and get out and about that time, 30 kids would come and maul us. Yes, <laughs> yes, you got to be prepared. Yep. This is, uh, this is, during the winter months, it's really, their winter months is really dry. Uh, no, get, it's or, I mean the summer, summer dry, dry, It's really dry, dry. I mean, they don't get cold weather. It's wet or, or dry, one of the two. So anyway, the farmers have an organization there that uh, during the summer months, they go into this valley where there's a stream that runs through it, and you see all them little channels dug there. The kids take buckets, and they pour water in the that. The kids are working. They, they're working, they're watering it, they're going Instead to the Instead of going to school, they're, they're working out there and they're carrying buckets of water and pouring in those uh, irrigation canals there to, to irrigate stuff with. Uh, go ahead and go to the next one. And right here, we bought them an irrigation pump so that they could pump water directly out of the stream into the irrigation canals and stuff like that and so the kids could go back to school. Well, we bought PVC pipes and yeah. we ended up uh, building two greenhouses 
so they could start in the winter the seeds and then the summer we'll have where to plant them. So along with Rotary Club, we That's furnish, yeah, we furnish a photocopier and you see all the, the um, ink cartridge and What's that? Was I don't know. That was a Rotary Club here that donated that. Yes, and then the next, the next picture, this is a little school. We also furnished their kitchen because it was made out of bamboo. The, the kitchen was a mud hut with bamboo. So after it was built and everything, we furnished the refrigerator, the stove. Actually, Kyle and um, Duane, the stove gotten old the time that we went back, and they replaced it. They saw uh, the un Understand when we say we, it's, it's we. Uh, and even know, our it's, community. It's, it's a, I mean, and it's not just this church either. All the churches in this community, people all over this community has donated. Um, so for some projects, yes. Yeah, for projects down there. You know, of course, God's ahead of everything. But, but you know, every whenever we say we, it's not Alma and I. It's this community, yeah. God, and all that, that that did all this. And that's this is the first time we went. The people lost their homes. There were humble homes made out of adobe, and the poor is the one that suffered first. So we decided to, okay, we need to help them because uh, May is coming, rainy season is coming, and they need protection, and no one is helping. So we raised enough funds to build at least a tin uh, shed, they call it home, uh, for them to be protected from the winter until they were able to build their, rebuild their homes. Which we built about 50 of these in the Tanaka area. Yeah, Jim worked really hard. He just, um, we, we build, hired we this. We build houses all day long and then preach all night long. <laughs> yeah, I carry water, make sure they stay hydrated. That's our first shelter um, for the family behind there. Okay, let's see. And... I just, we just made little clips of everything. This later on, we raised enough funds to um, to build a senior center. And since everything gets stolen, we put a little room where the ladies could keep their sewing machines and all their uh, materials and their made piñatas and all kinds of stuff. They are very self-supported now. Yeah, whenever whenever we built that course, yeah, that's one thing they do is they make piñatas to sell. Uh, every every woman down there has an apron with pockets in it, and so they make aprons and sell them and stuff so that they became very self-sufficient uh, to where we didn't we have did. to do much more. Same way with the farmers. Uh, you know, we, we did the irrigation pump. We helped them start a couple of greenhouses, and once they got all that started, everything went so much easier for them that we didn't have to do anything for them anymore. They ended up building... Uh, uh, stone, mud, oven. Oven, stone ovens and stuff, and they started selling bread in the wintertime. So they you know, have a bakery, yeah. And they were adding into more other businesses, so now they're self-supported. They don't need, they just needed a beginning. Someone this to right give here, them. which you guys have heard us talk quite a bit about him. Victor. But that's Victor. Uh, and the pastor. Victor's the one that, that got delivered from several demons. Alcoholism. Uh, these are Lemon limes, I mean, they're huge. <laughs> uh, I, I've never seen any down there that, that, that big before. 
and that's his woodworking shop, but we did get a chance to spend quite a bit of time with, with Victor him. this time. Uh, you I know, ruined uh, my shoes, so I take I wear a dress because all the ladies wear dresses up there, so I want to fit in, right? And I wear my sandals. They're very nice dressy sandals. Uh, they're elastic, kind of, and a little bit of leather on it. And I look at my feet, they look funny. I mean, they're just white from the dust. And I ruin them, so I clean them really good, and I give them to the lady that takes care of my dad. So I just, I said, there's no need for me to take these shoes back. So just clean them and give them away. And this is Oscar, which he's a pastor of one of the churches down there that we've worked with ever since we've been going. Uh, this is actually Victor's dad. He's no he's longer gone. with us. He's passed away several years ago. Very, very faithful people to the church. Him and his very wife were both very, very strong Christians. Christians, yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, the night that Victor got saved and delivered, uh, his mom actually gave the, the peop some guys in town there 75 cents to go haul Victor to the church that night in the wheelbarrow. You've heard that story before, but so uh, he, he was time we was down there. He says, I keep telling my wife about this and she will not believe me until I told her. So she so Alma tells her and she still really don't believe what happened. Yeah, I think she does <laughs> now. I think she did. Well, Victor, we was doing a church service one night and, and they brought. Victor to the church service in a wheelbarrow. Victor was a drunk that lived out on the streets and of course his mom and dad prayed for him constantly and constantly tried to get him saved and and he just had nothing to do with church. I mean he'd sleep in the gutters out on the streets and the stuff. Dogs pee on him. And uh, kids would go by and throw rocks at him and stuff. So anyway they did bring him to church one night and at the end of the service I asked, I said Anybody in here need hands laid on him and prayed for tonight? Well, they wheeled him up front in the wheelbarrow. In the middle of the church. In the, in the middle of the church, and anyway, they stood him up, and we started praying for him, and he just started flailing something terrible he and just collapsed fell to, to the, the ground head. and hollering and screaming. And, and uh, you know, I could, I could sense in my spirit that there was a demon detaching from him. Uh, and then he collapsed to the floor, you know, and didn't quit moving, and... So I just kept praying because I didn't feel released to stop yet. So we just kept on praying. And then it all started again. And I don't know whether it was hard to get that one out or whether there was numerous demons that come out of him. I think he felt like it was numerous ones. Yes. Uh, but anyway, after it was all over with, and I mean, he even looked at me one time and he knew absolutely no English. And he even looked at me one time and he says, who in the heck are you anyway? He, he cursed, he was cursing at him. He was saying now He didn't quite words. say it in them words, but yeah. we'll keep it clean here. So I turned around <laughs> and I asked his sister, Mary, and I said, Mary, has he been out of the country? And she said, no, he only has like fourth grade education, you know. And, and we had this guy with us. His name was Lowell Robinson, which some of you know him. And he was Yoli, I think Yoli and, donated and money And he's seen for what was happening, and, and so he ran out the front door. He, <laughs> he got scared of what was going on, and he He's, left. He just screaming <laughs> and yelling. He went out. Maybe it was a good thing that so anyway, because he got scared. And that's been uh, 20, 23, 23 years ago. Probably 22 or 23 years ago. Victor is an amazing gentleman. I mean, Victor helps build churches all over 
the country in El Salvador. Victor has a, uh, a farm now that I don't know how many acres he has. I don't know, but he's been selling and he, pieces. He, you know, his kids, he had kids from uh, his drinking days and stuff, and, and uh, he's reformulated them into his life. He's built houses for them on the ground that he well, has. You will see what he, he's able and, to uh, do. He, he's gotten married. Uh, he, of course, when we walked in there to his place this time, there was about 20 dogs laying around. Five dogs. <laughs> and, and I says, Victor, what are you doing with all these dogs? And he says, Jim, he says, well, through Alma, he says, I know what it's like to live out on the streets and nobody care for and you. And no, and be in hunger. So and he so adopts he, all these dogs. He adopts all these dogs, has them defleed and neutered and stuff, and adopts all these dogs and, and feeds has them, them all in his in his place there. I mean, it's yeah. just Victor He's doing has, good. Victor has turned into an amazing gentleman. When someone can afford to a a coffin, he builds it for nothing. Go mm -hmm. ahead. And what this is, his woodworking shop. That was from many years ago. This is where, uh, um, oh, we bought, you know, beans, rice, oil, Sugar. all that stuff, and distributed Soap. it to people around that area. Go to ahead. To needy people. Yeah. This is the school that um, Sherry uh, actually. Leloma. She's is Sherry here. She's probably with the children. She donated. There is five. Uh, classroom in this little school. I wish I had those pictures there, put somewhere in the box, but it was made out of bamboo and mud, a hut, and the teachers were in the open air, and uh, someone donated the ground, and everybody, you know, donating money, we're donating uh, the finances, and finally the school gets done, but no furniture. And then the, the government sent this desk that might have only two legs or the for the teachers and the students also still the desk were horrible horrible so sherry and paul uh furnished the school for us so god is good god is good this is this is actually from this trip down there uh this is uh the we, church we went to oscar uh, or had him come over one night, and we visited with him. Oscar's a pastor at church we've been associated with down there for a long time. He recently had cataract surgery, uh, got infection one eye, lost one eye. Uh, this is the church. This is actually the, the church. It's just made out of aluminum and plastic, and uh, they're expanding it with a little money that they got. They were... They bought aluminum, and they've been putting it in. Well, there is an area that's just dirt. So with the money that we brought, thank you, guys, <laughs> um, we uh, were able to give them, and it's probably done by now. So, yes. This is back. Uh, when oh, we gathered the. Yeah, whenever we was trying to build the. Uh, tech schools in in District Italia. This is uh, which Connie and Charles is here too, I think. World Vision. Yeah, Carl, Ch Carl, Ch Charles will stand out at the end taking a picture, it looks like. But we invited the Rotary Club, World Vision, Convoy, uh, Convoy of Hope, of Hope uh, uh, the mayor of the town, the mayor of the town, and his lawyer, and, Ro and Rotary. Yes, 
and we invited him to have dinner at our hotel with us one day so we could give him the vision of what God had put in our hearts to do. Yes. And uh, which World Vision agreed to, if we got the school started, agreed to supply teachers uh, for the for the school. But the buildings were in, in really in bad shape. No roofs. Uh, the gangs had tore it all apart, these buildings. So we uh, asked the mayor, and he said, well, I can give you to you the buildings for five years. And I said, no, if we're going to spend that kind of money, we, we need more years. And we thought, 25 years, well, by then we'll be dead, so it'll be okay, 25. <laughs> it's up to them, you know, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what they do. So my thinking, and then we invite the mayor, and he said, well, I'm related to Alma. And I said, oh, are we? And he told me, he had added, uh, he had two last names and added the next, <laughs> the third last name. So yeah, we're distant relation. So he let us have the buildings for 99 years. This, uh, this right here, sir, yo, he is uh, from Honduras. Honduras, and he did translating for me. And we supported him through going to school. Now he's a lawyer. Yeah, Grace Church if you supported don't know, him. If you don't know, that's me. <laughs> this right here is Pastor uh, Mario. Pastor Mario. He's the uh, one that oversees the church and oversees the school and district. I tell you. And the two gentlemen are come with the mayor from from the town. From the this town. This here's a Rotary gentleman. Yes, from El Salvador. This here's a gentleman from World Vision, and up here these convoy ladies. Of you hope. can't hardly see them, but the convoy of hope. Uh, which Convoy of Hope, what they do is they're actually out of Missouri. They they used to be affiliated with uh, AG Church. Now they're independent. But what they do is they supply food. Uh, and we went to them and asked them to come to our meeting, which afterwards they said, well, you know, we've already got everything established for this year. We can't help you this year, but maybe the next year. And I said, well, just come with us. Come out and look and see what we got. So they come out and looked at, at what was going on, yeah. and uh, the next day they called us and said that they was going to supply for food for 350 kids. 450 children. Yeah. And the gentleman next to me, I always very, um, I wanted to arrive with a covering. I live here with a covering and prayers. And when we arrived, you know, Christ for the Nations mm. In El Salvador, we were under their covering, you know, while we were doing all of this, a lot of prayer. That's Pastor Carlos. Yep, next slide. And there it is. There is Grace Church emblem. Which Convoy Hope, Grace Church, Rockport, World Vision. And Rotary. then also, they also now have another one that's come on board is uh, Compassion International. Yes. And what they do is they... Uh, like for kids for outings you know like going to the beach or going to something they Social. they supply uh the funds for them to do that so that is victor and there's victor and there's his, his wife. wife and us those are the sandals You're probably not understanding a lot of that. And he's he's telling that I need to tell them what happened to him. They're working. 
Right, right here in front, right here, you can see the top of it. Hey, you see the dogs laying around there. They listen to him, though. He tell them to be quiet or to go, and they disappear. But they have a lot of plants also. They go ahead have and go to the next one. A love for plants. That's the front of what they're building. What, he, what he's doing right now is building a... Uh, for a uh, store. He wants yeah, to put a, store. a convenience store. He's going to put store. a store in there to help support what he's doing and stuff, too. For his ministry. And that's what he's the one that go up to the mountains and help build the church. The one that uh, Grace Church sent finances to him to take up to the mountains. Go ahead. This is his woodworking shop. It's a really nice I looking I think Charles shop. and Connie <laughs> took the first... Yeah, they took tools down to it. Tool, the, this, what do you call that? So, so. But he just finds, he's got a property there. It's got a lot of trees on it. He just finds trees, cuts them down, and then starts making boards and lumber and stuff out of it to build places with. Just with that saw. This and right here is a, uh, on the back side of his property, it's a house he built for somebody Bought a piece of land from him, and he built a house. You know, I don't know what, how much it cost to build a little home like that, but I thought it was really good, very talented. The woodwork, the windows, he's done it all, and the tile. And that is Jim resting. <laughs> Finally, he gets to rest. <laughs> and the biggest, said, the biggest challenge is getting back out of them things. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls out. He rolls out. <laughs> My uncle worries about it. Oh, Jim. <laughs> that is a... The future... This, this building ministry. right here, I mean, it's huge. I don't know whether we've got more than one picture of it or not, but it's huge. It even got, it's even one? got air conditioning on it there. Um, and do you see the windows? They have the iron bars, iron bars because everything. it's just for but, safety. But uh, a lady and her husband... Actually, my cousin built this, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was. Oh, you 20 know, years ago? 10 to 15 years ago, probably. Yeah, 15, 20 years ago. And it's ago. never been occupied. It's empty. Uh, it's empty and it's for sale. And I told my husband, wouldn't that be good? So that way, to bring people, we can bring a cook, we can do one that, we can bring more people to work in the area. And we can have someone that does the laundry. We can have that way. We'll bring more people. More people is needed if we had a place. Which it was actually built from lumber that came from China. Yes. Uh, the the gentleman that it's a Chinese married to my cousin, and I think they went bankrupt. That's what I was told. And so, so that the house had got down to so where the bank was going to take it back over, and the and the another cousin took it. You know, saved it from going to the bank so but it's, to it's sell it that to old and never been occupied yeah it's <laughs> empty it's empty it's a beautiful home they said so this is uh this is a family in the district Italian area that you know go ahead and keep going we we build a house for them uh i guess it didn't show the finished product here no it this didn't. is alma's dad and, and uh he's blessing her this is, this is what I went for. I said, they told me my dad is very ill. You know, he had back surgery and that paralyzed. He had an aneurysm and that loosened his eyesight, but he can talk. So I said, Dad, I come for my, my inheritance. And, you know, he lost everything. But anyway, 
and I asked the maid, I said, could you find me a, an old towel that I can fold and kneel down? And I'm going to force myself here. <laughs> he don't want to give me a blessing. I'm going to make him give me a blessing. But anyway, it, I didn't have to. I just, he just wanted to, you know, I, to, I directed him where my head was. And I said, Dad, I want your blessing. But first, I said, I want to ask for forgiveness in case I did something that he was not happy with. Um, I said, I want your forgiveness. I needed to say that. But I think I, I don't think I ever back talked to my dad because I was scared to death of him. Well, I can, <laughs> I can tell you what she asked for forgiveness for. for Whenever we first got down there, he, she went over and stood by him, and I was standing by him, and he reached up and grabbed her arm, and he said, Jim. And, and I, I said, Dad, you call me fat. Because <laughs> it was her arm she grabbed. <laughs> he grabbed me by here, and I said, no, this is your daughter. And I said, so I kneeled down, and, and I said, here is my head. And I said, now bless me. I said, this is my inheritance. <laughs> but I did. So he blessed my children, my grandchildren. He said, I can't remember their names. And I said, don't matter, Dad. I said, God knows. And he blessed the future generations, and on and on and on. And praise God. Okay. Oh, this is We're a, jumping this is everywhere. The <laughs> this is the finished house of that family you saw before. Yes, that. yes. We, we were. They have aluminum, like you can see a little space over there. That's a window, and they just bring the aluminum thing down. Go ahead cover. and keep going. Uh, this is another church that uh, we've not actually been. We've you know, never been to. No, we it. haven't been to that. No, church. but we know the ladies that go there, and they ask me if I, they. She say, "Hermana, sister Alma, look at how our feet look when we we trying to climb and we fall and it's muddy and and I said, okay, just order some steps. We will. And I think it costs us what two hundred and fifty colones. I don't know what. Well, we, we built steps up to the church, so they. And and they they were so happy that they had the steps, and then we put. We had enough money. We put windows where they can, glass windows that you can turn and open. And fans, there were enough money for four fans on each corner of the church. So that was really cool. I don't, I don't think we have a picture of that. That's, That's the, the last, last picture? picture? Okay. So uh, is it time for fish, Charles? What time is it? 20 oh, 20 no, we don't have to we quit talking that. yet. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share just a few stories that I remember from down there that really touched my heart whenever, whenever it happened. Uh, one is uh, a little buddy of mine by the name of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we ended up building a house for his, for his grandparents and his. Family, Any family, because they all lived dad. in one location. We ended up building a house for him. Which I think you was down there to help us do that, wasn't you? Yes, Charles and, and uh, so anyway, there. Jimmy. I don't know. He was probably He's a year and a half old or something like that. Two years two old. Two or three, but maybe. Jimmy had two. got him, gotten dengue fever. Dengue. And uh, at that young age, it's very. Uh, detrimental. Detrimental to him. A lot of them don't survive it. And so anyway, her teacher, the one that we showed you a picture of in there earlier, our teacher, came and got us and wanted us to come and pray for this 
little boy. And so we couldn't believe what they were living in. It was just so anyway, cardboard, we aluminum, and because of the earthquake, it lost their home. So we went up there, and uh, mother come walking out with a little boy in his arms, and, and uh, she explained to him that we was going to lay hands and pray for this little boy. And anyway, late started laying hands for this little boy, praying for him, and the mother falls out in the spirit, so I just Alma has to grab the little kid. The baby, and she, we didn't expect <laughs> that. It just kind of surprised uh, us. So anyway, we prayed for him. And we uh, left. Not, you know, we believe that something happens, but you never know He's for sure. But anyway, baby. that evening, we was doing a church service uh, at a different church. We was doing a church service, and that evening when I was standing up front getting ready to start service, this little boy comes walking in the front door. Running toward Jim. And, and he seen me up front, and he started running toward me. And I realized it was Jimmy. And that whole night, I mean, he was just, he was absolutely fine. There was nothing wrong with him. And that whole night, I had to carry him around in my arms and hold him while I preached because he wouldn't get down. <laughs> uh, and then another time, we was uh, Pedro. He's a little short. I mean, he than real, me. He's really short on Alma. But anyway, he Pedro. had this little boy that was probably four or five years old, something like that. Five or six at the time. And he suffered from asthma really bad. And the little guy. So yeah. that one evening at the end of church service, I says, "Okay, is anybody?" Need prayers anyway. They brought, I think his name was Pedro too, wasn't it? Or Pedrito, no. or whatever you call. <laughs> but anyway, he come up. Do you remember Connie, that little boy of Hermana Rosa and Pedro, the little bitty guy? But anyway, he come yeah. up and uh, I said, now I'm feeling kind of electrical charges going through me. I said, I'm gonna lay hands on you, but I said, if you feel something, don't get scared of it because it's just the Holy Spirit doing His work in you. So anyway. I, Laid my hand on his chest to pray for his asthma. And he looks up and he says, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> he said, I feel him. <laughs> ten years, five years, ten years later, we're going back and he's never had another asthma attack since then. Either. He's good. Praise God. He's good. Miracles happen when yes. someone cares. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you pray with love and you hope one, a miracle. Well, this, this very first meeting that we had there, uh, they... There was a lady brought this blind lady to the service, which I didn't see her. My wife prayed for her while she was there, and this deal got over with, and the lady led her back to her house. The next day, uh, the lady came by herself. She was able to see uh, something happened during the night. I don't know what, but praise God. Uh, so when when you are um, desiring to do a mission work or, you know, you get in the word of God, you ask God for direction, you fall in love. You never know what he's going to do through you. You just got to be a willing vessel. And I was a willing vessel. But my family was getting after me because... The laundry was not getting done. Meals were not cooked. Because I was sitting at his presence, and I thought about Mary or Bethany, you know, just. So, and Martha was busy entertaining everybody, and I was at his feet, you know. I didn't want to work. I hated my job. I just, I wanted to be with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So my family started complaining, 
and they were so involved in the sports, and I care less about sports, so sorry. But anyway, <laughs> so I, um, I, they started, he started telling me, you know, you, you need to, to help a little bit. Yes, I know, I know, I will, I will. So I started getting up in the middle of the night, and I was, and then he said, you need to go to bed. Oh, when is this going to end? So I will get up with a flashlight. I get down on, because our bed was high at the time, down on the floor, and I'll be studying the Bible, and he will probably touch that I was not there, and then there I am. So I got in trouble. I got found out. So I hid again, and I will hide in places, and I start, I said, I know what I'm going to do. When we are walking, I just want to memorize everything. So when I am walking with them for exercise, I am going to make me little notes and put them on my pocket. And I, suddenly I noticed that they're way ahead and I'm behind and I'm reading my notes. And the kids said, we caught you. So that was another, you get to the extreme. You, but it is, you look back and you laugh and I'm sure God is just having fun with me because... Sometimes I like I'm like a kid, but, right? You know, I, I have we we never kept track. I have absolutely no idea uh, because of all the support and prayers and everything that's went into it. How many people have accepted Christ? You know, down there because of of and what God's done too. in our life and God's done in the church life here and all that stuff. Uh, there's been lots of them. Uh, a lot of her family members, we had the opportunity to the minister because we're all Catholics. Uh, you know, Connie and Charles, I don't know, they've been with us two or three times, four times? Twice. Three times. Twice. Several, uh, several others had gone. Janet, we took a group Janet's of nine. Janet's been with us a couple of times, I think. We had nine. One time, that's the biggest group we took. Yoli, one time. Yoli, the time Lowell went with us, Yoli sponsored him to go down there with us because yeah. he couldn't afford it. And yeah. she couldn't go, so. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, it is amazing what you can give to the people, you know, a prayer, even if, the last time that Kyle went and Duane, um, you have no idea what prayers can do to a person. People come back change, and you, people up there are change. People get, have hope. You, you help them lift up and and this time I God been speaking to me and I told my husband I said we need to take pastor and with us so he can help us assess things to see how things are first we were late getting there so we missed church because we got there at 11 at night and I was not gonna let my uncle drive come to pick us up an hour from the airport and he don't see very well at night anyway. So I thought, we'll just stay at a hotel close by the airport, and we did that. But my mind goes everywhere. Why was I talking? Somebody tell me, please. Yeah. <laughs> Got a, a senior moment. I mean, she just was telling us that we lost a day in our trip. Yeah, we, we lost We were supposed to be at, at uh, the, the Great at Family of God Church on... Sunday morning to minister there, but we didn't get there in time to do it. So, so we didn't we arrive on until one thirty in the afternoon because we had to stop at the store that they just speak English. Well, everything is in English, so I don't get sick. 
So that was another thing that I wanted to uh, tell you that um, I was fearful. This time I wasn't fearful for my life, but I was fearful of being sick again because I ended up in the hospital at the emergency and I didn't want to put people in, you know, that they had to take me to the hospital all dehydrated and everything. So I look at food, I pray, I looked at food, okay, should I eat that? Or should I no, I, if it's not smoking hot, I'm not going to touch it. No vegetables or anything, you know. So you are tempted, so tempted when you haven't eaten certain foods for so long, you want to taste them again. But um, no, I said no. <laughs> uh, let me read you something because... This is what I was given, the scripture, and I can't remember when it was given, when I didn't want to go, because I was afraid. It said, Alma, this is your DNA. What it means is uh, Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. So Alma, why are you afraid? You know, why are you afraid? So that Bible verse has, that's my DNA, and that should be our DNA. You know, I'm going to do it afraid. Do it afraid. Even if you don't know how you're going to respond to some things, he will give you the words. Anything else, Jim? Well, the only thing is, is that always down there this last time, you know, Oscar came over there, and, and I was praying and and the lord told me to tell him he said you know there's two things that are so important to make a church grow two things one of them is repentance but you know when people come forward people give their lives to christ people repent unless they feel forgiven they're not going to come back you know me, whenever God changed my life and I repented from what I was in, if I wouldn't have felt forgiven, I wouldn't have been back. So we need to make sure that people, whenever they give their life to Christ, whenever they repent from their past, we need to make sure that that person knows that God has totally forgiven them. They need forgiveness. And the other thing is signs and wonders and miracles. That'll bring people into the church. Repentance, signs and wonders and miracles. And then the word of God will keep them in the church. Yes, cleansing them daily, hearing the word and hearing the word, building up their faith. So that reminds me that I said we need to take pastor before we take a group and maybe a couple more. It says so we can, he can teach them about finances just like uh, he taught in the Philippines, you know, in the church prosper. And then um, we'll go to the, up to the mountains and see the church up there has things that are going. I never been there. I just, with a blind eye, I just trust Victor because I'm looking at his life. So, uh, and the church supports him monthly and he goes up to the mountains so that I want him to go also and help us and he can see anything that is needed in there, you know, uh, spiritually or any kind of help. So I thought, 
I thought, I, I've been praying about that. Oh, definitely. There is, there is, there is everywhere, everywhere. And uh, that's it. another thing. We invited the pastor, Pastor Oscar, from that little church that is made out of aluminum. And his sister. And his sister. And I asked my uncle, and I said, uh, Jim five, gave him there was five of us there. $20 to go buy pupusas. We figured a dollar a piece, he can buy 20. Well, he wanted three, I wanted two, my uncle wanted three, the pastor wanted and three. And he bought this. hot chocolate also. And he brought a big jug of hot, homemade hot chocolate from Victor's Tree probably. But anyway, he comes back with all of this stuff, and, and he gave us the change. Ten dollars and fifty cents. That's all it costs. Only well, costs nine dollars and fifty cents to feed all. We five fed five. Of us. We five of us <laughs> ate pupusas. I didn't want any more. I mean, I only ate one, and they were big. So. You have something you're going to say, Charles? Every church we went to had a menorah or a star of David, and they stood with Israel. Yep. Every one of them. Yep. They yes, do. They do. They do. And uh, the story, the, my family, one of the pastors, the first time that we were ministering, and he said, do you think, do you think somebody prayed for you? And I said, oh, sure, my grandparents. Do you think you have a calling? I don't know. He said, you do. And I'm going to give you a book. And he gave me a book, the first book that I, at the seminary, Baptist Seminary, they give to all the students, and it's, the name is um, Try by Fire. Uh, Southern Baptist, my family was Southern Baptist, 38 people of the family, and the rest is a Catholic town. So that's another persecution that my family went through in 1921, I think, before my dad time also. But I guess anyway, Charles was waiting to eat fish. Yeah, <laughs> so blessings. Uh, but I just want to thank everybody for all that they have done over the years to to help the ministry, uh, to help the people of El Salvador, to help the kingdom of God further itself. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless Amen. you. Hey, let's gather around these guys and pray for them real quick, if you don't mind, before we close no, up. Anybody who wants to come up, we're just going to gather around them, pray for the ministry. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll turn it off for you. Too many buttons, I understand. But if you guys want to stand together, you know, it's an opportunity that we have to be a part of. As you guys heard the stories, and there are more and countless stories. I've been down there two or three times with them. I know several others have been down there. It's incredible to see. But the one thing that the Lord was showing me as you guys were talking is, first and foremost, is this is a perfect example of what it means to be yielded to the Spirit of God. Because imagine if Alma had never come to the state, she'd have never met Jim, and Jim would be a wreck. We all know that, right? <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't even know how to get himself dressed. So that part's good. Amen. But 20-some but years ago, on their heart, they, they knew they had to go. Alma didn't want to go. She went kicking and screaming. I think we read a story about that. Uh, a man named Jonah says, you need to go. You can go in a boat or you can go in a fish, how you want to get there. And so she got there. But just using Victor as an example, here's a man whose family had been praying for him. 
desperately crying out to the Lord, send somebody, do something, paid the 75 cents, which any of us would have paid, to get him there. They wheeled him in a wheelbarrow because he was drunk. I don't know if we can really picture that. I can imagine the look on Jim's face as he's coming in, not sure what's happening. That man completely delivered. And as a result of the faithfulness of Jim and Alma and all the people who sent them, that man has been faithful to God in building churches all over El Salvador and continues to do so. And one of these days, we're going to be standing before the Lord. We have no idea how many countless thousands have been impacted. And it all started with two people who were faithful to the call of God on their life. And so we want to lay hands on you. First and foremost, Lord, we pray a blessing over them. A blessing over their family. As they enter into their twilight years, Lord, the golden years of their life, preparing for retirement, Lord. But they're not retiring from the ministry. Lord, that they are just now going to be able to really press into the greater things that you have. So, Lord, we pray a blessing over them, their business, their finances, their family, Lord. And I think that this is simply the beginning of the greater things that you have to come for this ministry, Lord. That we all have gotten to be a part of it and will continue to get to be a part of it, Lord. That you're opening doors of opportunity down there, perhaps that they didn't even consider, Father, that you are just going to open them and the greater things are going to come. That when they go, there will be a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. There will be a teaching of the Word. There will be churches that are now formed and transformed as a result of their faithfulness, Lord. And we are so grateful that we get to be a small part of what you're doing through them. Lord, thank you for your faithful servants who have devoted themselves to each other and to you to go anywhere at any time for any reason. Lord, to serve you. Father, be glorified in that work. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys. Thank one, you guys for sharing. One quick little story is that you guys has all been praying for my knee. Uh, my phone showed that we averaged walking 4.2 miles a day down there while we were there. And I walked every bit of it. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you soon. Do what now?